0: Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is our week two mini episode where we go through some fantasy and some gambling stuff. Uh, first of all, as every, as we do every week, we're going to start with some, some fantasy news. Last week we did very well with a couple of good suggestions on our start sits. So we're going back to the well again. Uh, I'll kick us off this time. So I'm actually going to go with a, uh, a star of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert quarterback for the Chargers. It was incredible in week one against the Washington football team. Uh, amazing on the down. A very, very good link-up, actually, as well, with Keenan Allen, who's another player I think that could uh, do well this week. But the Chargers are playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys are missing two of their better pass rushers. Uh, They're missing their best pass rusher, and then arguably probably their second or third best pass rusher. So I think the Chargers are going to have a very, very good day. I think the line that was amazing against Washington is going to be able to give Herbert time to throw. I think the weapons in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are going to be able to get down the football field and and get open uh, efficiently. So I think for me, my kind of QB start that I'm going to do every week. I think it has to be Justin Herbert. I think he's in for a big game. I expect 300 plus yards, a couple of passing TDs at minimum. And with him and his kind of physicality, there's also a chance that he could always uh, he could always rush a QB in as well if they need it. But yeah, Cowboys defense not very good. Cowboys offense is very good. So expect a bit of a shootout. I expect the Chargers to score a lot of points, and I think Herbert will obviously be uh, be key to that. So let's pass over then now to Tyler to to hear his starts for for week two
1: all right guys it's me tyler again i'm back from my start sits again for week two this time and uh we're gonna start with the positive stuff although not so positive for me because i'm picking a person that's playing against my beloved raiders i think that this week chase claypool is going to cause quite a few problems for our secondary they looked pretty solid in week one and i was excited to see the defense looking better but at the end of the day there's going to be opportunities for chase claypool and At the end of the day, like people who drafted Claypool want to start him. I'm just giving you that little vote, like, yep, this is a good week to do it. Don't be worried that last week he didn't do anything too crazy. He only got three catches on five targets, but if you give him five targets against the Raiders, it could be really, really good. Second start of the week is a similar one, to be honest, but... Like it is what it is. If you get a great matchup, you've got to take advantage. And Mike Williams has one of those this week. Mike Williams from the Chargers. He's against the Cowboys and at the end of the day, he's just he's just the kind of guy that you need to have. In a matchup like this, if you've got a flex spot that you aren't quite sure about, Mike Williams is a great player to have there. Last week, he had great volume, and that's something important to note. Like, sometimes it's bad if you start a player that was on your bench just because they had a big week, but if they have a lot of volume, that's not just going to go away. 12 targets for Williams last week, and uh, I think if you give 12 targets to him this week, it's going to be absolutely spectacular. Maybe closer to 10, but. Like I said, he could have a huge day against that Cowboys secondary. I think that it could be a very good one and he's the kind of guy that's going to win you a week in your flex. And finally, a little bonus, vote of confidence, I'm calling it. Not quite a start because I personally think that you should already be starting here if you drafted him. But I want to give a little vote of confidence for Kyle Pitts. Last week, Kyle Pitts didn't get too much going on, but the targets was somewhat solid. Eight targets is enough to give me encouragement, and now he's going up against Tampa Bay, which is a team that's going to make you pass the ball against them, because the run defense is ridiculously good. Everyone knows that if they had Zeke in their lineup last week, he'd hardly even got to try. And now we've got Carl Pitts in a pass-heavy offense. Don't be scared to roll out your rookie and see how he gets on in his second week in the NFL.
0: Yeah, some good, uh some really, really good starts there. Yeah, Some really good starts there from Tyler. Um, I like the vote of confidence as well, actually, with, uh, with Carl Pitts. That was very, very good. I think he's bang on what you're saying there. You're not going to be able to run the ball against Tampa Bay, so you're going to have to throw it. Ridley's an automatic starter. Uh, and then, obviously, Carl Pitts is going to be your, your second. If you've got Carl Pitts, you're probably going to be starting the end regardless, but uh, don't look to kind of stream it or trade him. Keep him in. Uh, I think he'll, he'll come good as well. Uh, one final start from me. Another player you're probably starting anyway if you drafted him, but I've gone with Najee Harris from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, He was on the field for 100% of offensive snaps in his rookie debut last week uh, against the Buffalo Bills. The Las Vegas, Raiders have a very, very porous run defense, uh, especially in the red zone. So I expect Harris to still get many, many uh, attempts to rush the ball. I think he'll get more targets than he did last year. Uh, And I think think he ran a lot of routes. He ran the most routes out of any RB last week uh, in the NFL, and I think he didn't get the ball quite as much as maybe he should have. So I think that'll increase... Uh, and again, it could be kind of a shootout and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' struggle to generate long passing offense with Big Ben's arms. So I think Najee Harris could be uh, could be key for the Steelers. Uh, let's move over to a sit then whilst we're talking about the Steelers. Uh, I have actually put Ben Roethlisberger as a sit of mine. I think the, the Raiders' defense isn't great, but I think the way he looked in week one, I just think you can stream better options out there. I think he can't pass the ball down the field enough. It may take him some time to get into the game. The O-line really didn't look good. And I think they're going to lean on the running game, which is why I started, obviously, obviously, Najee Harris. So I think I'm going to sit big, Ben. I don't think he's a player You should be starting in this week. I think we should leave it, see if he can develop the offence a bit more under Matt Canada and see if that can that can improve and, and generate some more fantasy points for you uh, come Sundays. But now let's pass over to Tyler Let's talk about his sits.
1: Negative stuff. And ironically, I'm being very hard on my own team today because my first sit is a Raider. He might be a player that you didn't even know was on the Raiders until yesterday, but Peyton Barber is my first sit of the week. Don't get me wrong, I heard the same comments that you guys all have. John Gruden trying to get everyone excited, but I'm not going to fall for the bait. I think that King and Drake's on too big a contract and too good of a player to just ignore him and not upgrade his workload when Josh Jacobs is out. Peyton Barber isn't a terrible running back, don't get me wrong. He's probably going to be able to do something with those carries he does get, but if you're going to start paying Barber in fantasy football in 2021, you're probably in enough of a tough spot. You don't really have a choice on whether you want to start or sit him because it's clearly not the, the best uh, the best situation there for you. I'm just putting it out there, though. Hearing comments from a head coach can sometimes make people get too excited on the waiver wire. Sometimes people are getting excited. They're going to put in the guy that they picked up, and it's not necessarily worth it. Don't hate picking up Peyton Barber because if he does look great, then awesome because Jacobs has a quite ambiguous health right now. But I would not be starting and Barber against the Steelers because their front seven is incredible and I have no idea what to expect from him in this offense. If he scores a TD, cool, but I think it's too risky. The second one makes me sad because I love this guy, but Brandon Ayuk was absolutely devastating for fantasy learners last week. Zero targets. I'm not upset that he doesn't catch a ball but i'm really upset they didn't even try and throw him one now i didn't watch this game live i was i had it on red zone but i can't even work out how it's possible to brand out. Like you got zero targets i think that this is one of those rare times where a guy that you're drafting in the top five or six rounds is actually going to be a sit week two i don't know how to how to sugarcoat it but i think he's going to be good eventually i don't know why it didn't start that way I'm a bit worried and I want to make sure that we get our eyes on what the hell is going on this week. Yay for you if you had Debo Samuel last week, but hopefully Ayuk is going to come back and sort the guys that drafted him out as well. Thanks for having me again, guys. This has been really fun every week and uh, I'll speak to you again in week three, hopefully celebrating the Raiders using Pay and Barber and making me look stupid.
0: Yeah, perfect there from Tyler. Some really good sets. Uh, John Gruden was definitely trying to get everyone uh, a bit excited there, and Kenyon Drake's on a very large deal for a backup running back, so I agree with everything he said. Uh, last set I had actually was another RB. Uh, I've gone with Mike Davis from the Falcons. I mentioned it earlier. The run defense of the Bucks is incredible. Vita Vea is an absolute monster, uh, so I don't expect Mike Davis to, be able to do well. I see him as an RB three type this week, and I think you can flex bearing in uh, receiving options there uh, f- for this week. He wasn't very good last week. Uh, he nearly shared the carries actually with Patterson. Uh, and he didn't do very well as yards yards per turn was actually the worst of any starting RB in the NFL last Sunday so I don't think Mike Davis is a play he might get a goal line carry or some sort of inventive pass out the backfield on a wheel route that's your best scenario if you are playing Mike Davis but overall I think the run run game, the run efficiency is going to be terrible they're going to be losing, going to have to pass from behind as well so I think Mike Davis is a uh, is a firm sit right let's move on to some betting then um, we're recording this much closer to kick-off time due to some podcast technical difficulties, so we're only going to have a couple of uh, betting opportunities, really. First of all, um, 49ers minus three versus the Eagles on the spread. Uh, the look-ahead line for this was much more favorable for the Eagles, but it has drifted back after their amazing performance against the Falcons in Week 1. Um, by our metrics over at Sports Geek Betting, we have the uh, the 49ers uh, a more like a minus five sort of number. So if you're taking minus three, you're getting that field goal range, which is a very key number in the NFL. I just think the Eagles played a team that were terrible in week one. The 49ers started well and kind of had a bit of bad luck in the fourth quarter. So I think that they'll be better than people think. So I think the 49ers here with that offense, that rushing attack, are going to be able to attack the Eagles in a very poor secondary. Uh, And I just expect the 49ers to just outplay them, really. I think it could be a bit of a slog for three quarters, but I think the 49ers will pull away in the end. Uh, Next, we have a Sunday night football game. Uh, obviously, I was going to select this one, but the Kansas City Chiefs minus three and a half against the Ravens. You never like to go past that three, but I think it's worth buying the th- hook down to three. The Chiefs always do well against the heavy blitz package and the zero coverage Ravens. I think that they're going to still blitz Mahomes. Mahomes is the best quarterback of all time statistically against the blitz, best in the NFL currently, obviously, as well. I think that he's going to do very well against a, um, a Ravens D that's going to be missing Marcus Peters, going to be missing Jimmy Smith, going to be missing Derek Wolf, going to be missing Matt Judon, who obviously left in the summer. So... I think overall, the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes are going to have an incredible day. Uh, I see it as much more of a three and a half, to be honest. Um, I think even if there's a bit of a backdoor attempt to cover from the Ravens, I still think you're talking more like five, six, seven at worst. I think the three and a half is still pretty fair. And I think of the took points total as well, the overall amount, it, it's a pretty fair number. Um, you prefer to get minus two and a half like we did before the Ravens lost to the Raiders, but you're to have to take the minus three now and hope Mahomes puts on a bit of a show, which I, uh, I expect he will. Uh, next then, um, we have the Pats by the six against the Jets. Uh, Bill Badge doesn't lose the rookie quarterbacks. They lost in week one. They played much better, actually. A couple of fumbles was really the difference in that game. So I expect I expect the Patriots to be able to attack the Jets. Jets missing Beckton at left tackle, like we said in our preview show. So I think I expect the Patriots to be able to run wild all over the Jets, attack, tackles, and I think Wilson could still throw a TD or two. Uh, I think he's very, very good um, kind of off-structure out of structure and kind of off-platform throw. So I still think he'll be able to do well enough. But I think that, that Patriots' defense, uh, the run game with Harris, hopefully they trust him again after the fun. But I think overall the Patriots will be too much for the Jets. And I take the, the Patriots' minus six as well on the spread. If we move over from some spread stuff then, a um, couple of points totals that we'll just run through really, really quickly. Jags-Broncos, under 45.5. The Jags won't score enough points, I don't think, and the Broncos aren't a great offense either. They do like to run with a defensive head coach when they get ahead. So I think under 45 and a half there is pretty fair. Uh, Packers-Lions, Monday Night Football, under 48.5. I think our total numbers we had, this was more like the 46 range. So you're getting very, very good value. I think it's similar to the game I spoke about just then. I think the Lions will struggle to score. So I think the Packers will put up good enough points and they'll be able to run the ball, run the clock, and, and, and maybe not quite go as ruthless towards the end of the game. But I, I've gone with two unders there. Not very popular with the average NFL fan, but unders do cover over 60% of the time earlier in the season. So we'll go with uh, with two under bets there. And then finally then, um, before we move on to our best bets, two player props that I wanted to mention that don't quite make the best bets. Keenan Allen over seven and a half receptions for the Chargers against the Cowboys. I think Keenan Allen had eight receptions last week. He's going to get even more targets potentially this week uh, against a very porous defense and a bit more of a shootout rather than a slug game like it was last week. Uh, and then similar to that vein, I think I've gone with Travis Kelsey over seven and a half receptions for the Chiefs versus the Ravens. We saw what Darren Waller did to the Ravens. I think Kelsey can do that, if not better. So over seven and a half for that one as well. I think they're very, very good bets. I think the value-wise, you're probably looking at more like eight-plus receptions, to be honest. Um, and you just hope that there's no drops, really, that impact your you're betting there. But let's just hope they catch those balls and we get uh, eight-plus receptions for both of those guys. All right now moving on to bet of the week. Um, we actually both won our bets of the week last week. Dolphins plus three with Patrick and then I had Corey Davis over four and a half receptions they both cleared which is very very good this week we have a different guest we have Josh Henwood in who's part of the full 10 yards crew uh, does their power rankings and he's one of the uh, main guys on their NFL weekly podcast so Josh has picked a bet for us he is a Browns fan and he has picked Chubb and Hunt to both score TDs versus the Texans he expects that they will basically run all over the Texans Texans do not have a very good defense it was definitely much worse than their offense Even against the Jags team last week, we could see that their run defence wasn't great. And for some reason, the Jags kept throwing the ball. But uh, we know what the Browns like to do. They like to rush. If they get an early lead, they'll carry on rushing. Usually Hunt gets even more of a chance to run the football when they go ahead. So I think that that'll be the case. So he's gone with that. I think it was nine to four odds on Sky Bet. So very, very good value as well. Uh, So we'll see if um, the RBs for Cleveland can get it done for for Josh and for you guys who follow the bets. Uh, In terms of my best bet... I've got my Patrick Mahomes over two-and-a-half passing TDs again versus the Ravens. Very Chiefs-heavy, I know, but uh, he, he can really go at that team. And if you want another one, I think Tom Brady over two-and-a-half passing TDs against the Falcons. is slightly worse odds, which is why I didn't include it above the Mahomes one, but I think either of them, they're both going to win. I think you could even pile them together for, for two-and-a-half to one odds there. And I think they're both going to get it done uh, pretty co- confidently, to be honest. So just to recap, we have got the Chiefs minus three-and-a-half. We've got the Patriots minus six. We've got the under on the Lions Packers game. We've got the unders on the Jags and Broncos game as well. In terms of player props, we're going over Keenan Allen on receptions. We're going over Travis Kelsey on receptions. And we're going over two and a half passing TDs for both Mahomes and for Tom Brady. Then our guest, Josh Henwood, he is predicting two rushing TDs for Cleveland at least one from Hunt, one from Chubb at nine to four odds over there on Skybet. So some great bets there. Uh, in terms of your start stitch, you've got yeah, the, the ones that Tyler and I recommended her in the podcast. Tyler will be back again next week, and then we'll also have a different best bet selection from uh, from another fan of the show. So remember to go follow us at, at GoForTwoPodcast, two Podcast, two being the number two. Go follow Patrick at, at MugsNFL as well. Uh, and then go follow at underscore SportsGeek, who are the sponsors of this podcast. So enjoy week two, guys, and we will speak to you soon.